It's time. It's time. It's time to wake up. DJ Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday! Yes, it's Thursday. Whoop, whoop. I'm happy. Yesterday, I finally got a good nap in. I haven't had a nap in weeks. And, you know, sometimes you just need your grown man nap. And I got my grown man napping yesterday, and boy, did it feel good. I get my naps all the time. I'm not one of these woke people. You know, I say it all the time. Woke people need some sleep because, you know, when you're tired, you don't think straight. <laughs> I take naps all the time. Okay? Yeah, I miss mine. And sometimes if you got things to do in the evening, you have to take that nap during the day just to be prepared for 5, 6 o'clock. Yeah, like like last night I had to... This sounds, this sounds so crazy, but last night I took my little nap so I could watch the game last night. Did you watch the game? Uh, I you did watch take... the game. No, I did watch the Milwaukee, the Bucks and the Hawks game. I did. Great game. Great game. I did watch that game, actually. Great game. I say Bucks and six. Man, this is it. I, I had a really good day yesterday, personally. That's it? Let me see. That's all you had to say? <laughs> you had a great day, personally? No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I was I, trying I was to saying finish. I watched the game last night. She started okay. talking because I let go. Oh, oh okay. Um, so you guys know I have my pressed juices, drink fresh juice, and my coffee. Coffee uplifts people. And finally, we are going to be in Rouse's stores in New Orleans and Louisiana in 16 different locations. So that's really exciting for well, me and for my team. That's a big deal. And then we'll be in Whole Foods next month, too. Congrats. In 11 locations. So I'm excited. So starting this Saturday, if you're in New Orleans or Louisiana, you can go and get some drink fresh juice at Rouse's. I'm so excited to have created that opportunity for us. So now we just got to sell. All right. Well, today we got a special guest joining us this morning. An oh, icon, man, an legend. icon living. Yes. Her, her Majesty. Mary J. Blige. Come on, man. Come Play on that record. Now. Turn it up. Come on now. There we Come go. Yes, now. Mary J. Blige will be joining us Drop this morning. Drop on a cool bomb for the MJB, damn it. Okay. She has a new documentary that comes out. We're going to be talking to her about that. What My Life, based on? on her second album, My Life. When we say greatest of all time, we throw that word around. We throw that phrase around. But no, Mary is absolutely one of the greatest of all time. That's right. Okay. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes. And let's talk about Joe Biden. He is talking about his strategy to tackle gun violence because of the sharp increase in crime nationwide. Crime Bill 2.0 on the way. All right. Well, let's get into this Mary J. Blige. She's going to be joining us this morning. We're going to be celebrating <laughs> her life. Let's start the, the morning off great. Let's be happy. Come on now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Why must it be this way? Why do you have to You're play ruining. with my mind uh, all the time? Help me sing it. All I really want is for me to be happy. I want you to be happy, yes. Hey, yo, that, yo, you don't understand. You ruined that for me. Yeah, well, you should have put your headphones on. Okay. Uh-oh. You sang over my headphones. <laughs> I didn't sing over your headphones. Yes, you did. If you had your headphones on, you wouldn't hear me. I did hear you through the headphones. Well, you need to get some better headphones. You're tone deaf, man. You don't even know who that was that was playing. Man, who do you think? Who do you think that was? Mary J. But I'm the one playing the damn record. What do you mean? Oh, okay. You can read. Good. It's on the. It's on the screen. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. I did have to pull it up though. Exactly. <laughs> he had no idea. Please. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into front page news. 
Last night, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Milwaukee Bucks 116-113. The Hawks lead the series 1-0. Hawks look great. That goddamn Trey Songz. Drop on the clues bonds for Trey Songz. Trey Songz. It's Trey Young. Trey Songz. I was like, Trey Songz playing for the Hawks? Trey Songz. It's Trey Young. That goddamn Trey Young is a monster. Drop on the clues bonds for Trey Young. Okay. Bucks in six, though. Shout out to Trey Songz as well. He scored 48 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds. Man, he was video game-like last night. Yeah, he was balling last night. Greek Freak did this thing too, but uh, I mean, yeah, but he's a Greek Freak is a walking thirty and ten plus rebounds. But mm-hmm. yeah, Trey was amazing. What else we got, ye? All right, well, Joe Biden said he wants to supercharge what works. He wants to crack down on rogue gun dealers and also increase funding for police and social service programs. They're saying there's been a, just a huge surge in crime. I know we've all been talking about it. They said there's been a 30% increase in homicides last year with another 24% increase at the beginning of this year. Here's what Joe Biden had to say. Today, the department is announcing, as I just did, a major crackdown on stem the flow of guns used to commit violent crimes. It's zero tolerance for gun dealers who willfully violate key existing laws and regulations. If you willfully sell a gun to someone who's prohibited from possessing it, if you willfully fail to run a background check, if you willfully falsify a record, if you willfully fail to cooperate with the tracing requests or inspections, my message to you is this, we'll find you. Right, so they will revoke the licenses of gun dealers who actually violate all of those laws by giving firearms to unauthorized persons. In addition to that, this is a $350 billion commitment in state and local funding for the American Rescue Plan. Here is what Joe Biden had to say about that funding. Discussed historic funding for states, cities, and counties, and tribes for law enforcement and crime prevention. Cities experienced an increase in gun violence. We're able to use the American Rescue Plan dollars to hire police officers needed for community policing and to pay their overtime. Mayors will also be able to buy crime-fighting technologies like gunshot detection systems to better see and stop gun violence in their communities. They can use the funding to scale up wraparound services for the residents as well, including substance abuse and mental health services. So it's up to the states and local governments to determine how they're going to spend the funds that are allocated according to this plan, but it also will be expanded to include summer camp programs, mental health services, food assistance, job placement programs, and other social services that help prevent crime. Only thing is, with states and local governments, you can also choose to only use that money to hire more police officers, so it's really state by state. Yeah, I'm all for putting more uh, money into these communities, providing more opportunity and more resources, because that definitely keeps you know, uh, the kids kids that are, might be going in the crime off the street. But we just got to make sure we're not getting, you know, the 94 crime bill all over again because Joe Biden is a tough-on-crime politician, always has been, always will be. His crimes have always led to the over-policing and mass incarceration of black and brown people. So, yes, we do need less guns off the street for sure, but I just hope it doesn't lead to more black and brown people being thrown under the jet. Well, that's going to be why it's important to also vote in your local elections because, like we said, this is up to states and local governments to determine how they spend those funds. Mm. So, I, was, mm-hmm. I was confused, though. Like, when you buy a car, right, there's a VIN number on the car, so they know exactly where that VIN number goes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the same thing with a gun. Yeah, but a lot of these guns are illegal, though. I mean, yes, you can buy guns, you know, legally. I thought you were talking about legally, legally. You yeah, know. he's saying that if you are a gun dealer, a right? Gun dealer, mm-hmm. so you and sell let's just legal say guns. you don't give a background check, you falsify records, you sell it to an unauthorized person, you can have your license revoked as a gun dealer. Absolutely, but let's be clear. A lot of these crimes that are happening in the street, these guns aren't legal guns. No, guns are illegal. Hey, hey, come on. Yeah. We know that. All right, in addition to that, the Vice President Kamala Harris will be going to the U.S.-Mexico border on um, tomorrow, actually. And that trip is to El Paso, Texas, after she has been dogged for not even going to the border so far, even though that's her job to oversee that. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All, right. All I really want to be, be Get off happy. your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up. Wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Ed. Ed, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Well, listen, I want everybody to stay woke. We're in this time where we we say that a lot of people are waking up, so on and so forth. I want us to stay woke in the sense that if if people remember the past, they won't repeat the, the, the they won't repeat it in the future. But at the same time, too, is being woke means a lot more than just knowing what happened and what they did and how they did it and so on and so forth. It also means to keep it from happening again. And I can't stress enough how much people have to keep their eyes open. And we live in a nation of laws. So if you want to understand how to work the system and make it work for you, then you have to understand the laws and you have to learn. If you don't learn the laws, you're, you're never going to be part of that system, let alone beat it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think everybody should keep their eyes open and stay conscious. But no, some of these woke people need some sleep, bro. They too tired. Their ideas are tired. They're not thinking straight. They got to get a nap. Hello, who's this? It's Tim from Atlanta. How you doing? Tim from Atlanta. Get it off your chest, Tim. Good morning, y'all. y'all do? Good morning, Angelique. Good morning. Good morning. Charlamagne. Um, I want to start off by shouting out Khaled, Diddy, LeBron. KD in the future, hopefully. But uh, Envy, I had a question, man. Um, these tickets for the car show are $40 a pop, and I got a kid. Mm-hmm. Are they free? Or I got to pay for them for I have no problem paying. I just want to make sure before I pay. I'm going to pay like, as soon as I got the phone with y'all. Four and under is free. What we tried, what we okay, did was the, the first, uh, I think like the first 2,000 tickets we had them for nineteen ninety nine to, to allow people to, you know, to, so it wouldn't be that expensive. And then, you know, we got to cover our costs and stuff. All right, baby, baby, baby. All right, baby. I was just trying to make sure phones buy those extra tickets for no reason, baby. All right, brother. It's gonna be a All lot, right. man. We we actually we just um we have a NASCAR that's gonna be there, which is pretty cool. And they're gonna have the pit stop crew, and they're gonna change the tire. Like t- they change the tires in like twenty seconds, so they're gonna demonstrate that. We got a monster truck coming. It's we got a lot of things there. If, if your kids are in the cars, there's gonna be a lot of activations. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff outside of just the cars, amusement rides, face painting, and all the other stuff. There's there's gonna be a lot of things for kids to learn. Actually, you know how they they wrap cars. Like different, you know, yeah. they do the raps. They're gonna show. They're gonna show you live how they rap a car and have kids come up there and and you know do the raps with them. It's gonna be pretty dope, man. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. My nephew, he really really gets the cars. He's been in the car. I'm a truck driver, and he love around me in the truck. He ain't with me today, but he just love cars, so I gotta take him. So I see you there, man. I appreciate it. And what do you what do you transport, brother? Um, I, I do container from our rail yard with North oh, Coast okay. Southern. All right, yeah, because I'm always looking for people to transport cars, man. It's, it's hard to get some some brothers out there that actually transport cars that own their own trucking company. That, that that's what I've been looking for to to try to you know throw some money back to 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 the, to the brothers out there that do that. Oh, I actually got a lot of friends that that you know uh, owner operators, but they don't do cars. They do um, container port, but they have their own authority, so they can you know transfer over because they, they be trying to get out the container port because it's so heavy. The freight's so heavy coming off the ships yep. and comes across seas. So they're trying to get out of that lane because it's tearing their truck up. I got you. So I got a lot of friends that's, um, you know, older friends because ain't no really young guys driving like that yet. Okay. Well, I'll see you next Saturday, brother. All right. Thank you. 
All right, eight days left to my car show. I can't wait to see you guys. And if you own a transport company to transport cars, a closed carrier and open carriers, hit me on a DM, man. I I I love to throw you guys some money, man, because I'm I'm, I'm I got to take to Atlanta like 16 cars, so. I would love to, you know, throw you brothers some money. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Jade in Virginia. How are you guys doing? Hey, hey Jade in Virginia. Get it off your chest, mama. Hey, you guys really helped me start my morning today with Charlamagne singing Mary J. Blige off key, loud as hell in my car. Hey, so I all day. I really I know, want. Oh, oh my, my God. I know it's cancer season. I know my side baby cancers are ready to get it in. My sister's a cancer. So y'all are pulling your own notions right now. But just between that and the state farm commercial on the podcast, Charla, I can't. <laughs> he's so off key, but what? you know he thinks he's on key. He's singing louder. Like it's not about key. it's not about being on key when you're singing. Be happy. It's about feeling happy. Tell me about the State Farm commercial. What happened with the State Farm commercial? You know exactly what happened with the State Farm commercial. It's stuck in my head. Your voice just gets stuck in my head. I'm not switching to State Farm. However, you're constantly singing that commercial. I think it's Cord Light for you and Envy. Y'all are just going hard. I know where your sponsors are on the podcast. Well, so. thank you to State Farm. Thank, yeah, thank you to Molson Course. You know course. what I mean? Thank you, we appreciate oh, you. For, yeah. Thank you. We appreciate <laughs> you for being sponsors on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Thank you very much. Hello, who's this? This is Dexter. How you doing? Dexter. What up, Dexter? Get it off your chest, bro. What's going on, Charlemagne? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. How you doing, King? I am pretty good, brother. Hey, the reason why I wanted to call in this morning, I'm a detective down here in North Carolina, and... Uh, and I do a lot of the, you know, gun cases and stuff like that. I think what Biden is saying is one of those things where it's about smoke and mirrors again. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these gun dealers, they're not selling guns illegally. What's happening is a lot of these guys, what we're looking at as far as uh, people getting killed in the streets and stuff like that, these young boys, what they're doing, they're getting these girlfriends and baby mamas to go in the stores and they buy the firearms for them. Mm. They legally buy firearms. And that's how a lot of times they get firearms on the street. Also, what's happening is you get a lot of these guys that they're breaking in vehicles, they're breaking in homes, and they get stolen guns, and that's how the guns get on the street. But a mm-hmm. lot of times they get people that can legally buy firearms, and then the guns are out on the street. So it sounds good, what he's talking about, but at the same time, it's not going to stop these guys from getting these guns. If at all. Right. I, I just think it's part of a strategy. I don't think that's the only thing that you do. Right, right, right. I don't think it's a bad and thing. I, I, it's I just a it's that. a it's a new policy. I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm, though. I'm, I'm just scared of Biden because he's been a historically tough on crime, you know, uh, uh, politician. And, you know, those tough on crime policies always impact black and brown people the most. Absolutely. But it and, is and something. I agree with you also. I, I agree with you also, Angela. Um, it is a, some type. We're doing something and that's good. But at the same time, we have to be careful where people don't just think, oh, well, these guys are, all the guns that they're getting are bought illegally. Yeah, yeah no, not at all. The way people are bought the gun, by the guns, you know what I'm saying? Right, this is just a new policy that's never been implemented before. So any way that anything can improve uh, these guns that are illegally on the streets, I think is a you know that's a good thing. But again, state and local government, you guys have to make sure you know who you're voting for because they're the ones who are going to allocate how those funds are distributed. Yep. We just, we just, we, we just got to be careful, man, because the 94 crime bill started the same exact way. 
uh, people complaining about exactly. what was happening in the street. Next thing you know, we being over police and mass incarcerated. Right. And now, and now the the legal people won't be able to buy firearms if they need them. Yep. Right. Yes, sir. So I appreciate it. Y'all have a great morning. All right, King. Peace. All righty. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Kenya Barris. He's making some big moves. He has a label deal, a podcasting deal. He's left Netflix. We'll tell you what he had to say. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Kenya Barris. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Kenya Barris is on the cover of The Hollywood Reporter, and he's talking about exiting his Netflix deal. It was a $100 million deal that he left in January. Now, according to his interview, he said the marriage was imperfect because he wasn't willing to be the broadly commercial producer the streamer wanted him to be, and Netflix wasn't interested in being the edgy home that uh, Kenya Barris wanted. He said, I want to do In Your Face-ish. He said that Netflix didn't let him create what was gonna what he wanted, and they also brought up Charlemagne, who had told listeners of the Breakfast Club that Black AF was like white people doing a bad impression of black people. Uh, Kenya Barris said, "Of course, he did want Charlemagne to like the show, but I guess his his uh, he was more interested in what other people thought about the show, other thought leaders, right? In addition to that, he said, I just don't know that my voice is Netflix's voice. He says the stuff I want to do is a little bit more edgy, a little bit more high brow, a little more heady, and I think Netflix wants down the middle. They also tried to get him to run a multi-cam sitcom that they were developing. According to sources, it was Jamie Foxx's Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, which is now canceled, but he refused to do that. So in addition to exiting this Netflix deal, and he has inked a new deal with Viacom CBS, uh, he also is launching a music label with Interscope Records and also a podcasting deal with Audible. Mm-hmm. Salute to Kenya. I spoke to Kenya last night. Mm-hmm. He actually called me because a lot of times these publications take things out of context and have us going back and forth with each other over, over nothing. Okay. Was there a back and forth? What you mean? I mean, you guys were having a back and forth over... Oh, no, I'm saying it could have been, though. I mean, if I read that article, if I read that article and, and, and didn't talk to Kenya, I could probably come on here and say something, you know, in defense of myself. But for what? You know, I like Kenya. We uh, like each other. All right. Now, Tristan Thompson has been granted $50,000 in a libel lawsuit involving paternity accuser Kimberly Alexander. She was ordered to pay him that money and general damages and a conditional default judgment that was issued on, on Tuesday. So Thompson filed a lawsuit against her in May of 2020 after she claimed that he's the father of her five-year-old son. And DNA test re- results revealed he is not the father, according to the judgment. He originally had asked for $100,000 in damages because of loss of reputation, shame, mortification, and hurt feelings. But um, he says that he had not received an endorsement deal since January of 2020, but the judge found there was insufficient evidence that her accusations were the cause, so instead they gave him $50,000, according to the court document. Does she have $50,000? I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> I would get all my money. Every last red cent. All right, now Snoop. He said that he got high with Pete Davidson in an interview with E! News's Nightly Pop, and he said that, uh, you know, that... Pete Davidson doesn't have the street cred that you might think that he had. Here's what he said. 
The last person I just blew with, I knocked his wig off, and I'm supposed to see him again this week. My good friend Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson can't hang. He fights. He fights. He, he fights and he fights and he fights and then he says, "Hey man, I'm cool, dog." Who thought Pete had street cred? <laughs> Who ever said that? Drop on the clues bombs for my guy, Pete Davis. I, I, I need to know what Snoop be smoking, though, because I know a lot of people who smoke smoke, and they say when they smoke with Snoop, they can't hang. And Pete smokes. So. I mean, yeah, I guess that's what he's saying as far as street cred, but smoking. And, and, and shout then shout to Pete Davis. Uh, um, my daughter was telling me a story. One of her classmates uh, hopped the, the, the turnstile on the train, and Pete was there, and the person got arrested and got a ticket. And Pete actually pulled the money out of his pocket and said, you know what? Here, I'll pay for your ticket. Just be careful out here with the trains. I said, Pete is a great and guy. And I just thought that was pretty dope. I was going to tell him next time he came up here, but I just thought that was dope that he did that. He didn't know the kids or anything. He just seen the kids getting into a little trouble and took care of the kids. Pete is a great guy. Doing everything. So okay. I thought that was dope. You know, Snoop uh, smoked 81 blunts in one day. That's at ridiculous. Is it even long enough? <laughs> Snoop, come on. There's just no need. Goodness 81 gracious. blunts. Why? There had to be some type of tribute to Kobe, I'm I sure. I don't know. It and had th- to be. Now, Snoop, speaking of Snoop, Snoop and Kevin Hart are going to be recapping the Olympics. They're teaming up with Peacock, <laughs> and they're going to actually be your comedy guys through the Tokyo Olympics 2021. It's called Olympic Highlights with Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg. It'll be exclusively That's available dope. on Peacock. They're going to summarize the most impressive displays of athleticism, as well as the moments that don't go as planned. I love it. And mm-hmm. I know Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg are going to be themselves. You know what I mean? A lot of people will get in that position and they'll be like, well, let's try to appease white people and let's try to, you know, be fun for white people. They're going to go up there and be themselves. And guess what? White people are going to love it. All right. For people who are waiting for the Empire spinoff, Taraji is saying that that is on hold. She was talking about this series that was originally due to air last year. And here's what she said. I think we're going to put it to rest for a sec. The script has to be right. We have to give the audience something incredible. Do people want an Empire spinoff? Um, I mean, I guess if it's good, you like anything, right? I think it would be dope if it's uh, Cookie and her sisters. Cookie and Tasha Smith and Vivica Fox. Wasn't they all sisters on the show? At one point, Cookie, if I remember correctly. Taraji, Vivica Fox. And yeah, and Tasha Smith, they were all sisters on the show at one point. Oh, y'all stopped watching Empire yeah, a long time, long, time <laughs> yeah. long time ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. Yep. And I was on that last season. Mm-hmm. I did watch that episode. <laughs> all right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. Yes, now imagine that you were on this betting app and you won $3 million, but then they tell you you can't get your money because of a glitch. We'll tell you who that happened to. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Oh, sorry. Let's get to front page news. Let's start off with NBA playoffs last night. The Hawks beat the Bucks 116-113. Trey Young, he got busy. 48 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. Drop one of the clues bombs for Trey Songs, baby. Trey Songs. I mean, Trey Young be getting Trey busy. Why do you keep doing that? Is that on purpose? <laughs> no, it's not. Trey Young. Young is busy. No, he really do, man. He, he, I was watching that game last night. I'm like, he's just one of those people who changes the complexion of the game. When he gets going, he gets going. 
All right. Now, what else we got, Yee? Well, let's take it to Detroit. Jacqueline Davis is a gambler, and she got hooked on internet casino betting. She was playing on BetMGM, the luck of the roulette game. She started March 18th, and she played for five days straight. She actually was up and down, right? At uh, one point, she was up $11 million. But then she ended up uh, going back down, and she ended it at $3 million. That's when she finally decided to stop. She was ahead $3 million, and now they won't pay her money. Here she is with her attorney talking about what's going on. They're claiming there was a glitch in the game, and they were instructed by regulation to check this every single night. And my client played for five straight days. Did everybody who lost money get their money back? Some might say that you knew the game was broken. Did you? How would I? Because you're winning all the time. Well, I mean, that's the purpose of gambling. You're playing to win. Nah, they got to give her her money. They gave her $100,000, and they want her to sign a confidentiality agreement nah. that if the glitch ever got out, she would have to give back the 100000 plus pay BetMGM's costs. She's not signing that agreement. And uh, BetMGM, they reached out to, to them. Fox too, but they had no comment and hung up the phone as well. But that is not fair. No, nah, it's not fair. She's from Detroit too, right? What yes. up though? No, nah, give her her money. It's not her fault if there was a glitch, it was not a glitch. She don't know that. But also, and the attorney's right, did you give back all the money that people lost during those five days if you're saying there was a glitch? You said she played the game for five days straight? Yeah, she said she barely slept because she was up and down. <laughs> she was winning, winning, man. She won three million. She won three million. Oh, she won three million dollars. Yes. And they won't pay her. They, they only gave, gave her a Oh, no, no. That's not, I ain't even hear that part. That's not how that works. <laughs> no, Where were you just now? I don't know. I just heard him say she played for five days. I'm sitting there trying to figure out why she supposed to get the money. She won three million dollars. She won three million. Yeah. Give that lady her three million. So why they won't pay her again? Because they said there was a glitch. Are you listening? Man, ain't no goddamn glitch. We just said that. The glitch is oh, that God. she won $3 million and nobody supposed to win. <laughs> Those games are rigged so you don't win. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, like, she started with a $50 bet. She started with a $50 bet. And she started increasing. The max on the table was $5,000. And like I said, at one point she was up $11 million. I wonder what the fine print. She was up $11 million and yeah. didn't stop? No, she kept playing, and then, but I mean, she was ready to cash out at three million. I wonder what a fine print is in in, in those type of situations, because it's got to be something, right? I'm sure they have something that protects them from having to pay that type of money, but then it's got to be something to where they they have to pay her something, right? They paid her a hundred thousand. Oh no, hell no, no, no! no. no. She should have cashed out eleven million. No, that's what she's no, bug, no, no. bugging out at. No, <laughs> but that's the point no. of gambling. When you're no. winning that much, you no. feel like you're gonna win even more. So that's no. why how they get you. Eleven million, you walk away. No, she started with fifty dollars. She, she happy with her three million. Eleven million, three million, you walk away. She did. A she million, had eleven. You walk away. She had eleven. She had eleven <laughs> at one point. At I'm one so point. confused. Are you okay? No. What's I'm happening so, over I'm there? I'm just so confused at how she lost all this money. How you went from three to eleven to hundred thousand? No, she started with fifty dollars. She got all the way up to eleven million dollars winning. And, and then, how long? How many days did it take? Five days to win eleven million. And then she lost, and then she cast out at three million. She should have cast out at eleven, but regardless, she won three million dollars. They don't want to give her. Listen, money. If everybody knew to cash out when they were up. Like they are, everybody would cash it. Nobody knows. She, she probably thought she's going to get up to $20 million. But this is why it's confusing Shoot. me. You're saying she should have cashed out at eleven. <laughs> You're saying she cashed out at three. But she ain't getting none of that. She got 100000 She got 100000 That's what I'm saying. So what does it matter if she would have cashed out at eleven? Well, she's going to get that $3 We're going to make sure she get that $3 We're going to keep talking about it until she gets that $3 million. Hey, All I know is y'all owe Jacqueline Davis some goddamn money. <laughs> Here you go. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your front page news. Jeez. All right. When we come back, the legend, the queen, the icon. Come on, man. Her majesty. Mary J. Blige will be joining us. You should have a Mary record right there. Like, I love Mary J. You don't know nothing about Mary J. Right. I definitely fan out over some Mary. All right. Well, we'll kick it with Mary when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The queen, the icon, the legend. And we're celebrating her today. That's right. Her flowers, ladies and gentlemen, Mary J. Block. Hey. Hey, good morning. These are your flowers, by the way. We just did one black shot. Thank you. And your balloons and your crown. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. So my life documentary, what made you say I want it's time to do it now? Well, I did it like two years ago. I was um, on the royalty tour and it was the 25th anniversary of the My Life album and everybody was celebrating it. And I felt like, you know, it was time to do it then because it was the 25th and I never did it. And everybody was like, you should do it, you know? And I said, um, this is the right time because I can gather up all the testimonies and gather up all the love and the energy and um, shoot the documentary we did it in like two years. So this is just, it was just time. Charlamagne and I said earlier today that we, we, we cried watching it. Yeah, I cried, oh, I, I cried like so three much. times, oh. like three times. And I, and I was I was like, I was, I was watching it for you. I could tell it was emotional. And I was wondering like, you know, reliving the making of the album, did it stir up more happiness or trauma? I look at this as like the other side, like we on the other side of it now. So mm -hmm. we're not crying just because we're revisiting this and we're sad about it. We're mm -hmm. revisiting it and we're sad because we had to see it, but we're also crying because we're happy that we're on the other side. Mm -hmm. We got out on the other side, but you know, it, it was painful having to go back and see all that stuff. See and Andre mm -hmm. too. Yeah, you know, but it's but it's 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 okay now because I can I can do that mm -hmm. because I'm strong enough to do that now. Mm. Were you happy Andre was there? I mean, I, I know you're happy, but isn't it a blessing that Andre was there to to talk and to share his experiences and everything? Yeah, I was so happy that we got a chance to to get him because nobody knew that he wasn't going to be here. Right. Mm. So that was, man, yeah. to see him in the documentary made me cry. Mm. And you said you didn't know that you were you back then. Mm -hmm. And I think so mm. many women, so many black women go through that when they're younger, when you when you look back and you're like, I didn't know how special I was, your fans knew. Yeah. And they knew how much you touched them and you helped people get through so many difficult times, but you didn't know the power that you had. Not at all, not even a little bit. That's why I ran myself through so many things. I went, I, I, I went through drugs and alcohol and just treating myself so bad because I didn't know I was worthy of anything. I didn't know I was this person that I can truly say I deserve everything now, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I, I give so much in my life and I work so hard on myself, you know, not anybody else on me mentally, spiritually, physically. So I, I didn't know I had this power and I didn't know, I didn't know, I just didn't know, you know what I mean? And um, when you don't know who you are, you can't treat yourself well, you can't, you're no good to anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, so now I, I feel like I, I earned the right to say I'm good for something. I'm good to someone and I'm, I'm good for everything because I earned it and I'm still earning it because yes, it's not over. I, yeah. I cried watching you um talk to your younger self. Like when you was watching the video, like at what point did you know your, your inner child needed healing? It was a it was a years and years of finding out. I think 2016 was my like real you know what, Mary, you have to really gather all of you up, the young mm. you, the confused you, the the everything you, just and just love all of you. I can't say it came in 1994 or 1996 or in 2000. It just, it was a process of, you got to love you, baby you, mm -hmm. older you, confused you, great you, clumsy you, whatever it is you mm -hmm. are, alcoholic you, Whatever it is, you have to to love you. And the inner child was, was was suffering, thinking everything was her fault. 
And that's the, that's the one that was making me feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I had to, you know, as an adult with all this confidence, you know, that I, I'm developing, that's the one that I embraced the most because she got hurt the most. Mm -hmm. When did you realize that you needed to change? Like, what was the knock on the door, the thing that says, nah, I need to figure this out now? What in 2016 got you to that point? Well, 2016 was terrible. <laughs> you know, we all we all saw it go down in, in the world, what, what happened. When I got out of that horrible situation, I was like, I'm never gonna allow myself to hurt like that again or, or anybody to hurt me like that again. You know, I don't deserve that. And I don't deserve to treat myself like that. So I think it was during the No More Drama album when I was like, I'm tired of feeling like this. It was an ongoing process of healing getting getting better getting stronger but the actual day i don't know the day but um the time was during the no more drama album mm. is when i said i'm tired i'm tired of feeling like this i'm tired of feeling like i hate myself i'm tired of feeling like i want to kill myself i'm tired so it was a process of just still doing the same thing but trying to be stronger trying to be happy trying to find some joy somewhere somehow and we soldiers and we strong and we from the hood and nothing embarrasses us easy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what else you got? Mm -hmm. What really touched me was seeing Puff also talking about how both of you were going through so much during that time. Yeah. Just a lot of heartache and you guys were kids. Like yeah. we forget that when we look back at it, you were so young when you put that album out, going through so many different things. So you guys leaned on each other a lot during that time. Yeah. What were those conversations like with Puff while you were doing the album? I mean, about his pain, you know, what he was going through. He never really got into detail with me about it, mm -hmm. but I knew, cause I know, I know him <laughs> and I knew him and I knew what he was dealing with, but he was just, you know, like any man didn't want to discuss it with his little sister. Me on the other hand, I was, you know, dying in public. So everybody knew what I was dealing with, but I didn't want to really tell him what I was dealing with. Cause I didn't want him to kill somebody. Mm. <laughs> right. mm. Mm. So I just, but he knew though, he knew. And so, you know, he said, just put it in the records. Just put, just put I was it in music. So mad when I seen Casey do that interview where he, I was like, Oh, the international interview. Yes. And then they asked you to, I mean, that has to be the worst. That, like, honestly, like, I'm to disgusted. Have, it did disgust me, I'm not going to lie. Because as women, we look at it like, that's Mary. Like, show some respect. Nah, that was Mary, up. damn Jay Blige. But like you said, at that time, you didn't even know. Exactly. It was embarrassing. But look how I was treating myself, you know? I mean, I can't, I'm not taking the whole blame, but I had to take responsibility for me. This is what was lightening the load. You know, I'm not pointing the finger. You did it. You did it. A lot of people did it, but I got to fix it. Period. And you talk about forgiveness, too, on mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So what is the process of forgiveness like for you when it comes to all the things that you've been through? Like you said, you can't take all the responsibility. Right. You just got to release people. Just release them and, and that's it. I can't be responsible for what you did. And I can't keep pointing my finger at you for what you did. All mm -hmm. right, you did it. I don't never have to see you again. I don't never have to deal with you again. But I do have to deal with me every single day. And I'm not going to carry the poison of unforgiveness in my heart, you don't even know that I'm feeling this feeling like this all my life. So mm -hmm. I don't want to be stuck and dying every day. You know, every time you you get stuck in um unforgiveness and you just get stuck, it's like you dying every day. You losing mm -hmm. yourself again. It's like ah, I want to grow. I want to, I want more. So you do forgive everybody, but you just don't want to see them. You know, just don't want to yeah, be like yeah. Forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation. That's I don't right. need to reconcile. All you just need to know is that I forgive you. 
and please don't come over here right. because every day I have to remember that I forgive you. Like that's it's a process. We have to remember that we forgave a person because when you see him, you got to remember. That's right. <laughs> what made you forgive, forgive him? Yes, mm -hmm. I'm exactly. not forgive phase. So what allowed you to say to all those people that hurt you that you said, you know what, you hurt me. You might not even apologize, but I forgive you. What what allowed you to do that? Because I'm not, I can't, mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. I don't have any time to waste on you. You know, me being mad at you. Like I just, I, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Dealing with success, that's right. Yeah, I just got, mm -hmm. I got to keep pushing. I got to keep moving. And if you don't, you're gonna, you know, you're just gonna be stuck. And being stuck is the, the worst thing that can happen mm -hmm. to you. You're just stuck and you just, so many people are just stuck in 1994. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to be stuck in 1994. I don't want to be stuck in 2020. I want to be already in 2021 thinking about the next thing, but I can't move if I'm still in 1994 pissed at you. Gotcha. I'll piss at yourself. That's why, that's yeah. why I love that scene where you, you was talking to your younger self because I was sitting there like, how do you forgive your younger self? How do you give your younger self that grace and you know and, and you talk to her with so much care because it's you it's your child when i look at him like gosh she hurts so much she's been through hell i love her i gotta and i look at the little girl pictures she's been through hell i gotta i gotta take care of her mm -hmm. because she's me and if i don't take care of her she can get me hurt all right when we come back we got more with mary j blige let's get into a mary mini mix man mary's here it's the breakfast club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mary J. Blige. Now, what hit different was when you said, you talked about all the things that you dealt with as a child, and they were all horrible and nasty. I wouldn't want that for anybody. But then when you said there's more that I can't even talk about, I was like, what's the more? Because, I mean, you, you, you said some things that are so horrible. Like, I'm like, you, you were dealing with a lot. And the fact that you were able to climb out of it is is a blessing. And who was there besides your sister to, to help you crawl out of those situations? It was just me, my mom, and my sister. Two women living in the hood, no male figure. I mean, it was hell. Just getting to the store, she, my mother going to work, leaving us with people she thinks she can trust. And that's life, you know what I mean? And my mother's a soldier. Mm -hmm. And we just watched her and, and mimicked her. You know, during that interview when you were watching your younger self, you said that you used to be mean, right? So I'm like, never smile. She said, never smile. And and you didn't like the interviewer. You said you must not have liked the interviewer mm -hmm. that was doing it. I know I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what would make you like not like somebody? And was that a reputation? Because you you yourself said you were mean. Was it a reputation mm -hmm. you had? Because I haven't heard Mary was mean, but you were going through a lot. And sometimes people don't understand that. And I feel like even today, when you interview these celebrities, you don't. People think it's a perfect life but they also don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. And so was that something that hindered you in any way? Was it a reputation? It absolutely hindered me. And mm. I had a reputation for being a bitch and being difficult and not making it to interviews one time, not making it to shows. And I was doing all of that. I was bad. But my thing was I didn't trust anybody. And it took me a long time to trust. I still don't really trust people that much. But then I was just on guard, like straight out of the hood, like, please just <laughs> don't say nothing stupid. And it seemed like everyone that interviewed me was saying something stupid and asking the same stupid questions over and over again. But what I realized when I got older is that that's their job. And I, I, I realized that I have to learn how to respect people's job, even if they're being stupid. Did you ever rectify that? Like go back and talk to people later in life? I did. I, I remember I had to go to, a, to, the, to the record label and um, just apologize to so many people. And when I apologized to all those people, they were like, 
like they were holding their hearts like <laughs> like and it was like thank you so much mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god and I must have been a monster, and I and I don't I don't even remember all the stuff I did. And they were coming up to me and telling me that I was cursing them out, and you know I remember some of it, but some people I was like I don't even remember your face. <laughs> I was just going off. That's because I didn't trust anybody, mm-hmm. and I was on guard. How so, difficult was it? Because I, you know, we were all in 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 high school, and we don't see how hard it took. We just knew Mary J. Blige sign, and all of a sudden, remnants was cool, and then real love out the window. How long did it take for you to? get going? Was it a long drive or was it just first single in the pop? Well, the first thing I did was with Jeff Red. Um, Jeff Red was already signed and mm-hmm. I went, I, I, I started singing background with him on some of his out on his records. And then I did the Apollo with him. I, if you look at the Apollo, that's me in the background singing with Jeff Red. And that was my one of my moments, but I had to go back to Slow Mom after <laughs> right, that. Right. Mm-hmm. And after the Father MC video, mm-hmm. I had to still, yes, that father I, still MC. I still had to go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. It but was you probably hell. was a star in the hood though, when I, you came home. I, listen, to my friends, <laughs> that hated me, I was, I was, I had to fight. My family had to fight. We had to, it was rough. And, and I didn't realize what was, now that I go back and think about it, I'm like, wow, we was really in the hood still mm-hmm. while the records was charting. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. I, I wondered what was going through your mind because, you know, you, you performed Anita Baker for Andre and then you got the opportunity to perform with Anita Baker. What was going through your mind in, in that moment when you was performing with her? What was wow. what was, what was that Mary telling Little Mary? I was just so happy that, that Anita Baker existed mm. because if it wasn't for Anita Baker, I wouldn't be sitting here. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that uh, tape that I made, a caught up in the rapture, Andre wouldn't have came to my house. So mm-hmm. when I was singing with her on stage and I was about to cry, like cry every five minutes because that woman was my angel. Mm. But who knew that my one of my favorite songs was going to get me the deal that I got. Mm-hmm. That's why you kept telling her to take it away because yes. you were about to cry every yes, time. I, and that's why she was like, don't cry because I was getting ready to just <laughs> be a mess. Do you realize how big you are for the culture and what you did for the culture? Do you step back and be like, damn, like, yeah, do you know, does you Mary J. Blige know who she is Legend, now? Yeah, do you know who you are now? I do now. It took me a while. It took me, 2016 was the day I woke up and said, all right, <laughs> I'm it. I earned it. Mm-hmm. Like, I went through hell to hell to hell to hell to hell to hell to hell. And 2016 was like, enough of this hell, man. So it, it, it took me a minute to learn how to receive, but I'm receiving it now. Since since you, you know, now realize who you are and the impact you have on people, does it make you more intentional about about your words yes and it makes me um know that it's a responsibility and um i have to take all this with with humility i can't mm-hmm. just take it like eh. i have to take it with thank you and grace mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you so much but you know when it's go time i'm i'm, I'm just I'm a monster with it <laughs> you know from performing you know to whatever i do i give 100 percent. i can't think about what someone's thinking about me or what someone's not thinking about me i gotta just go is there ever a time where Mary would do a versus? Because we talk about unbeatable artists, right? In my opinion, you and unbeatable. And it was a, I say it all the time. There was just a rumor about Tony Braxton, and they had to clear that up. Would that you they do said a versus? You and Hove unbeatable. I don't know what a versus would do for me. I don't, like, I'm Because it's not about you. It's about it's us. A it's a celebration. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a celebration. It's a celebration. <laughs> like, I don't know what a, what a versus could do for Mary J. Plige right now, but um, right now... It's not something that's on the top of my list. It got to be extended 100 song verses. But yeah, you know, nah. <laughs> nah, not nah. Because you got too many songs. Like, I don't even know how could you narrow it down to 20. 
couldn't. Can't nobody with Mary J. Blige in the verses. I say it all the time. It's not even close. Now, you dedicated the doctor, Mr. Andre Harrell, who you called dad. At what point did he become that father figure in your life? When um I was in the music industry alone with no father figure, mm. and he was there a lot. Like he was there to talk me out of my foolishness. Mm. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why are you doing drugs? Why are you doing alcohol? Like like I I would hide from him because I didn't want want him to see me, mm. you know, in that condition, because I knew he had something to say, and he'd just be giving me that look like like a father, like I don't like this. Yeah, and I was hiding. I was hiding all the stuff I was doing from Puff. He didn't really know. Mm. Could you ever love again? Like, be in love again with somebody? Would you ever have that trust with somebody again or no? Love is beautiful for the moment. You know, I, I would never reject love. But marriage is something that I would reject right now. Mm-hmm. I, I can also tell, you know, just by watching the doc, you have been doing a lot of healing work. Do you, do you mind sharing what you've been doing? Just um, self-help books, <laughs> prayer looking at myself real good, mm-hmm. <laughs> always checking myself. Like if something is bothering me about someone, why is something about you bothering me? Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, I have friends and people that are into self you know, healing too, mm-hmm. that are teachers and stuff like that. So I take information that makes sense to me from anywhere where I can get it, mm-hmm. you know? Like if you have a good word, I'll, I'll take a good word. If you got a word, I'll take a word from you because prayer just reveals to you, you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes the worst thing to look at is you, but I, I'd rather see me acting ugly or see me needing whatever kind of help I need so I can know how to fix it. And that's really it. It's no, it's no like, oh, you know, I visited, you know, all the strengths in the world with nothing, <laughs> nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's right, right, wrong right. with that mm-hmm. at all, you know, but I think the best shrink is us. Like mm-hmm. we, we just need to be able to look at ourselves and, and, and say it's okay. It's I know Taraji okay. been on you about going to therapy though. Nah, she, no, like we don't we don't badger each other with stuff gotcha. like that. It's like right. when you ready. I feel like when that's a ready. Capricorn thing too. Yeah, I'm we don't a, get yeah. in the way. We like look, I'm you like Capricorn it, we love it. Yeah. You all right? You safe? You good? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Call me out when something go wrong now. <laughs> you know, but we don't like you need to, you need because we don't want nobody you need yeah. to and us. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, not judgmental. We like yeah. Now don't move. We got more with Mary G. Blige when we come back. Let's get into another Mary Mix, all right? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mary J. Blige. Yee. Now, what about your instincts? You talk a lot about how you have really great instincts. Were there times that you feel like you should have followed your instincts and you didn't and you disregarded it? Every day of my life, every, <laughs> damn near every day from from 1994 to uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I didn't, when I don't listen to my gut or my instincts, ugh, disaster. I mean, like big disasters. Like I've had some big disasters that I didn't follow my instincts. What was the moment where you say, okay, God, I finally hear you? 2016. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> and what got you into, you know, saying, you know what, I'm going to sit down and do a series. Like, you know, we've seen you in movies before and usually that's might be a short stint and then you can go back on the road and you do what you do. But now, like, you have to stay in one space. You have to film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, last night you were filming to midnight. Like, what made you say, I'm going to do this full time? Love you right on now. power. On power. The character. Yeah. I mean, I'm a power fan, been a power fan. So that's why I'm on the show right now. 
Um, this character is so much fun and it's very cathartic. Like I mm -hmm. get to just blow people away that I always wanted to blow away in my mind mm -hmm. <laughs> and then forget about it when mm -hmm. I get home. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And I get to curse. I, I get to do all types of just crazy stuff, you know. So the art is what makes you just say, you know, I'm gonna stay up and I'm and I'm gonna do my do my job. So wait, when you're acting, you're picturing blowing away somebody else in real life. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. Whatever works. <laughs> well, it's method acting, you got to visit some dark places. Mm -hmm. So whatever you, you have to, a real place, if you got a real place, whether it belongs to you or somebody else, visit that place and make the character real. I go back and visit horrible things that have happened in my life. And mm -hmm. I, wow, it's, it's, and I just... Do you have time for yourself though? Because it seems like that character is going to continue to go. That character is not going anywhere. It seems like it's getting spinoffs and all types of stuff. Do you have time for you know what, Mary time? Yeah, I take that Mary time. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'd be exhausted, but I, I get the time I need. What, what did you learn about yourself after after completing the, the My Life documentary? Man, that um, I, I'm I'm a really strong individual. Absolutely. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I mean, that that documentary, you, you forget, and I don't want to say I forget, but you forget the influence when you start seeing the young girls and saying they look up to you and they respect you and they've been through the things that you've been through. And how did that make you feel when you see, because it, it was young girls that yeah. their mama had to be playing your music. And how did that make you feel? Beautiful. Because then I didn't know anybody cared. Like, I didn't know Alicia Keys cared. I didn't know mm -hmm. nobody cared. You know, you know what? I didn't know nobody cared. You married But see, I didn't know that then. Whoever was out, whoever was you know was doing and trying to be like Mary J. Blige, it, I was like, it didn't matter because I, I didn't matter. I, I just, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? I, I it, it was it. just even when rappers were saying your life and not understanding what you meant to other people because you were just trying to survive, like you said, exactly, and make it through and do your job and work, and not even considering like these people are coming up because sometimes people will be coming up to you and. It didn't even look like you comprehended like how exciting it was. Yeah, because I didn't know I deserved any of it. I didn't know I was supposed to be praised. I didn't know I was supposed to be loved. So I didn't know anybody even cared. And you were dumbing yourself down, you said, in your own relationship yeah. because you didn't want to shine too bright. That's how you know is some... Yeah, I just, I didn't want, you know, just like in the hood, I just didn't want people messing with me. You know, you, you, you get too happy or you get too brave or too braggadocious you gotta fight somebody or mm -hmm. you gotta you know this guy might start getting insecure because you think you're beautiful and so that's those are the things i had to lay down like excuse my french that right. <laughs> i need to live i need to breathe i gotta take my time and my space for me the hell with y'all i suffered too much for y'all mm -hmm. so th there's no more of that so even back in the day when when guys like jay would say i did songs with mary j blige my nigga. like like he was saying that out of excitement mm -hmm. that didn't do nothing for you didn't for a even... moment yeah yeah for a second and then i'll be back to you know what i mean it mm -hmm. was like all right that's dope and then now what yeah the end of the documentary there's a new song i never heard that song before so i'm assuming it's new it's new yeah it's it's new with the documentary are you going to do a new album or is, is that the process have you started working already or I, i'm already in the process i'm already there <laughs> madison square garden right? i was talking about this right first i want to ask the room and then i want to ask you mary Madison Square Garden sold out. You got one song to perform. What song you want to hear Mary perform? For me, um, either either the My Life, the title track to My Life. Uh, okay, just uh, one, just one. Yeah, probably yeah. the title track to My Life. That's a gospel record. That record's about God. Come on, ye, just one record. Man, that's a, I can't say just one, one record. record. Come on, ye. Mm, Come on, ye. I don't know. 
know. That's a hard. You got to take tonight. Come on. Like, I have a lot of great memories. It's like a soundtrack to my life. So there's some good memories, some bad ones too. So some, do, do I want to hear something that's like fun? Oh, that was a great memory. That, <laughs> that was like painful. Not as love no I like painful memories. I like my, my life because it helps me cry when Fine. I need a good cry. Now, what mm. would you perform? Mary? I do like "Be Happy" though. That'll always be like my song because I feel that. Be happy. One song, gotta perform. One song, sold out. What's the song you performing? My life. My life. Yeah. That's the one, man. That's I wonder even that about you. And you, you say, um, you know, don't when, when you're feeling down, don't you ever fake it? It's like. Is that why you were like so closed off maybe back in the day in interviews? Because you didn't want to show, pe you're such a straight shooter, you didn't want to show people what you was really going through? I didn't want people to see me cry. Mm -hmm. I didn't want see people to see me smile. I didn't want people to see anything that could lead to them thinking I'm soft in any way because I just didn't trust people with my emotions and my feelings. I just didn't trust them with that part of me because as soon as you open up, they pull the rug from under you, you bust your head on the floor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's mm -hmm. what that was about. My, my last question, because I, I can tell you're ready to go. How would this whole more healed version of, of Mary J. Blige tell younger Mary how not to get in her way? Well, I always say if she could, if she can hear me, which I don't think she could, it's two different Marys. The younger Mary is not going to listen to nobody. Mm -hmm. So all the healed Mary definitely can't tell her what to do. But... If she would listen, I would just say, stop being afraid of you. That's you. That big thing you're feeling that you're running from, that's you. All right. Well, wow. ladies and gentlemen, Mary, Mary J. Mary J. Motherfucking Blige. Congratulations on the documentary. Thank Man. you, guys. Wine. We can't wait to hear more music. Nah, we. I, 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 I love you in a real way. Like you, 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 you. Your, your music has been the soundtrack to my life in a, in a, in a real, real way. And even now, as I'm older, I understand the music more. So a song like My Life hits different. A song like Be Happy when I'm, you know, dealing with some depression or something, it hits different. So just yeah. just thank you for being you. Yes. Thank There's you. not too many it. artists that you could say their music has withstood the test of time. Wow. And yours has. Thank you guys. I I I've received my flowers there right you now. Go. Can, can, Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. But, but, but can we have the song? Can we uh play the song right now? Or, or what song? The, docu the one on the documentary. No, nah, that ain't that kind of song. It's, it's, What's the one you oh, want us to play? You got something? I don't I don't have it, but when I have it, okay. <laughs> I, I want to hear it up here. <laughs> and it's <laughs> coming. It's coming. It's coming. Right. Yeah. Well, it's Mary J. Blige. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Britney Spears just had her day in court. She had her court hearing yesterday, and everyone's talking about this. Uh, she talked about her dad, her management team, her conservatorship, which she wants to end now. At first, she didn't know that she could end it, but now that she found out that she has the ability to do that, she is finally being heard. Here's what she said about how she is not okay. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire with my money another person to keep and keep my dad on board. I just want my life back. And it's been 13 years and it's enough. She's been under conservatorship since 2008 with her father. Uh, Jamie Spears as the conservator of her $60 million estate. This now, what is that? What was is also it? made public 
at her request, and she addressed the court by telephone, speaking for about 30 minutes. What is a conservator? What is that? In order for her to have that money, she has to, it's court ordered. So basically, they tell her what she can and can't do. And so they make kind of the rules. It's kind of like having a, a, yeah, but like. I thought they do that for kids, like until you're a certain age to be in control of your money. Or if right. you're not in the right mental state. Oh, if you're not in the right, yeah, if you're not mentally stable. I don't know if y'all saw that movie, I Care a Lot, on Netflix. Mm-mm. But it's giving me, yes, I was talking to Joey about it, or, uh, who works here. It's giving us very much those vibes. Now, she also talked about being put on lithium. After I said no to Vegas, my therapist sat me down in a room and said he had a million phone calls about how I was not cooperating in rehearsals and I haven't been taking my medication. All of this was a false. He immediately the next day put me on lithium. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad really about anything. There were six different nurses in my homes and they wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere. Not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. He was the one who approved all of it. All right. Uh, so basically, she said she was forced to do her Vegas residency. She said it was too much, and the lithium had a terrible effect on her. Her therapist was uncaring. She said even after she wanted to put an end, uh, they said she was being difficult. And she said her dad didn't care, and neither did her family. She also talked about not being in control of her own body and having to be forced to be on birth control. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have a ID inside of myself right now so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the ID out so I could start trying to have another baby, but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they they don't want me to have children, any more children. Wow, this sounds really uh, like a lie. I feel really bad for, for Didn't Britney they take Spears custody of her kids? Yeah. Uh-huh. At one point? Through. They did, mm-hmm. All right, now in addition to this, uh, she talked about the rehab facility that she was ordered to go to. I work seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking. Making anyone work, work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport card, and placing them in a home where they they work with the people who live with them. They offer, They all lived in the house with me, the nurses, the 24-7 security. They watched me changed every day naked, morning, noon, and night. If I didn't do any of my meetings and work from um, 8 to 6 at night, which is 10 hours a day, 7 days a week, no days off, I wouldn't be able to see my kids or my boyfriend. I can't imagine having to go through that. Now, she also talks about the doctor that she had and how she thanked God when he died. And the clever step in Westlake is identical to Dr. Benson, who died, the one who illegally, yes, 100% abused me by the treatment he gave me. And to be totally honest with you, when he passed away, I got on my knees and thanked God. In other words, my team is pushing pushing it with me again. I have trapped phobias being in small rooms because the trauma locking me up for four months in that place is not okay for them to send me, sorry, I'm going fast, to that small room like that twice a week with another new therapist I pay that I never even approved. I don't like it. I don't want to do that. She said she wants everyone in jail. My dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing at me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. My precious body who's worked for my dad for the past 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty, so perfect when he works me so hard. When I do everything I'm told in the state of California, allowed my ignorant father to take his own daughter who only has a role with me if I work with him. They set back the whole course and allowed him to do that to me. That's giving these people I've worked for way too much control. All right, so the judge is going to look to doctors, psychiatrists, and others who have evaluated her over the years to see 
if they can end her conservatorship, if it's still necessary. I feel, it's been 13 years, and I saw a lot of people weighing in. Justin Timberlake said no one should ever be held against their will or ever have to ask permission to access everything they've worked so hard for. Jess and I send our love and our absolute support to Brittany during this time. We hope the courts and her family make this right and let her live however she wants to live. Mariah said we love you, Brittany. Stay strong. Brandy said sending all my love and support to Brittany Spears. Andy Cohen hashtag free Brittany. Yeah, I'm definitely sending her healing energy, but I mean, I, I couldn't. You just come, don't know. I don't know. I couldn't come to a conclusion about anything because, like, yeah, I, we just don't know. And that I, sounds horrific, though. People watching you change. It's true. Yeah, you but, know. See, the thing you, is, we all lying? know. No, we all know people that believe things. Like, we all have friends, and we ha- we all have a friend in this room that has a similar family member that makes things up in her mind, and they believe it. And that could be the situation. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is the situation, but we don't know what's necessarily true. Yeah. I hope that judge is able to get a, a therapist there, a doctor there, to to really see what's going on in that situation. I mean, it's going to really be a bunch of records of that. If she's been going to that much therapy and seeing a psychiatrist mm-hmm. that long, it's going to be a bunch of records of that. And she's already done uh, hearings. They just were not made public. She requested for this one to be made public. Mm-hmm. And I bet you if you talk to those people in her family, they feel like they're protecting her from something. They probably feel like they're protecting her from herself. I don't know. They're also getting paid. All right, well, that is your rumor report. Yeah, the only thing that, that my heart goes out to Brittany though. This sounds like the way that what she's describing is happening to her. The fact that she can't make decisions about her own body, I think that's awful. All right, all right, Charlemagne Donkey today. Yeah, Donkey of the Day, man. I don't really have an individual that I'm giving uh, Donkey of the Day to, but I'm I'm using something I saw yesterday as a as a teachable moment. So we'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Don't let weak hair hold you back. Carol's Daughter's Goddess Strength Collection supports hair as it gets longer for hair that's 15 times stronger after one use. Available at carolsdaughter.com and your local retailer. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell Absolutely. me. I have become donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Mm. Donkey of the day for Thursday, June 24th is a teachable moment. Um, it's such a teachable moment that I don't want to hand out donkey of the day to an individual because it's bigger than any one individual. Okay, It's something that is impacting all of us. And I don't know what we have to do to get out of this mindset. I really don't. I don't care what your race is, your gender is, your sexuality is, what religion you are, what your financial status is. None of that matters because we all have and all could be impacted by what I want to talk about today. And that's social media. Okay, it's a reason I recommend books like Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport to people. It's a reason I recommend the book The Internet to the Internet by Gopi. Last name I can't pronounce. I I recommend these books because it pains me when I care too much about what the internet thinks, and it pains me when I see other people getting caught up in what the internet thinks too. The latest example I saw uh, was yesterday with Robert Griffin III, okay, uh, the NFL player, okay? The headlines for this story are he, Larry, us, by the way. Black Sports Online said Robert Griffin III goes viral for telling people he's proud to have a white wife with a booty. Larry Brown Sports said Robert Griffin III sends bizarrely racist tweet about his wife. I didn't think it was racist, but whatever. Total Pro Sports headline was Robert Griffin III says he was pointing out that white women have ass cheeks after posting his wife's booty. Somebody texted me this yesterday and I had no idea what was going on, but I'm clear now. Uh, Apparently, RG3 posted a video of his wife working out with the caption, 
Come on, bro. Your wife is white. I'm also very proud that my wife is white. Very random. But he went on to clarify that he was getting some nasty comments when he pointed pointed out his wife was having a hard time finding, filling out a sundress because her booty is too big. I don't know. Or finding a sundress because her booty is too big. He wanted to show the video pointing out her cheeks and that she was breaking the white woman stereotype about them not having a booty. Look, your Twitter, your choice, okay? Your social media, your choice. I told y'all yesterday, we have this tool called a smartphone and we got access to all these platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you, you know what they are and it makes us wanna say something. We need content, whether you are a willing content creator or just someone in this case like RG3 who is constantly listening to people say things about him so you feel like you have to say something back. But when it comes to some things, I have one question. Why? RG3, that's your wife. Who cares if the world knows she got ass? Those chicks are for you, okay? And if you love it, then it should not matter who don't like it. Why are you allowing the world to have an opinion about your wife? Now, trust me, I'm sure she's got her own social media. People know that's, you know, RG3's wife, so they critique her already. But why are you encouraging that? I know you're a football player and football is a team sport. But, man, we as individuals have to remember we have nothing to prove to anybody. We only play for ourselves. I'm not even lying. This hurts my feelings because RG3 is 31 years old, successful by all intents and purposes, okay? He's one in life. If he feels the need to prove something on social media, if he feels the need to prove something on social media to a bunch of people he has never met in his life, imagine how a kid feels. Just imagine how a kid who hasn't accomplished anything yet, just growing up trying to figure things out, imagine how they feel. That's no way to live. This is why I don't want my kids on social media because it's literally creating a generation of people who do not think for themselves. People don't even formulate their own thoughts anymore because they're too busy caring about what social media thinks and whatever the popular opinion is online, they run with that. Do you know for years online, they said my wife was white? Did you ever see me post a, 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 a picture to prove otherwise? You know why? Because I don't care. The truth don't need no defense. Only witnesses and the biggest witness is me. A lie is a lie no matter how many people on social media believe it. And the truth will be the truth regardless of who says it isn't. So when they coming at you, Robert Griffin III, about your wife having an absence of ass, who cares as long as you know the truth, okay? This scares me because when does this need to prove something to social media stop? What if they would have said, hey, your wife don't give good fellatio. You're going to post a video proving, you know, that she does. I mean, I mean this sincerely because it's bigger than Robert Griffin III. OK, how many of y'all are truly dictating your own existence online? Are you really moving to the beat of your own drum or are you being dictated by the crowd? I know it's hard. Okay, but don't follow the crowd. Let the crowd follow you. Hell, I don't even want the crowd to follow me. Okay, the way my anxiety is set up, I don't want nobody following me because my anxiety makes me think I'm always being followed. I just don't want social media to drive us crazy, but maybe it already has. Okay, social media is a tool that we control. It shouldn't control us. All right, because these people are savages. <laughs> Don't give them that kind of power. They are savages who don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about your wife. You just the entertainment for the day. And please remember that same social media crowd that will applaud your coronation is the same crowd that will applaud your beheading. In fact, they will be the ones that attempt to cut your head off because people like a show. Stop entertaining the clowns or you become a part of the circus.
please give anyone who has ever fell victim to following the social media crowd, which would be all of us, the biggest hee-haw. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, ma'am. Up next, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Ye, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Danny. What's your question for you, bro? I got a question about um, sex toys. What's what she recommend mm-hmm. about me and my lady are trying to spice some things up? Now, ye, I think you need to take a step back and let Envy handle this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, have you I think it's also a process. Like, different people like different things. Like, what do you like done to you? Um, I want to explain I like some anal play with her from her... <laughs> Butt plugs. Um, whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Like I have my headphones on. What's going on? <laughs> All right, so let's, hey, let's talk right about you're right on time, some, Envy. Let's talk about some We opened the back door for you. Use. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys ever used um, anal beads? Um, On her, yes. So you want to use on you too, though? Not necessarily me. My focus is her. Okay. Um, A lot of people, now let me tell you, my uh, lip service, uh, the womanizer gets a lot of rave reviews. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, so the womanizer is a great toy that you guys can use in the bedroom for her. And it's like a, it massages the clitoris, it vibrates. A lot of people like that one. Uh, They also have one that's a sucking vibrator for women. So it has a lot of suction on that. So you can try that one as well. Um, For yourself, you know they have the ring. I don't know if I can say the word, but it rhymes with lock, but a lock yeah. ring that you can put around your the base of your penis. Have you tried that? Yes. Okay, so you've already experimented with a lot of toys. What about yes, bullets? Have yes. you ever used a bullet? I have not used bullets. I was pretty much just looking for brand names, but I look up the woman I you talking about. Yeah, I, I also want to recommend that you guys try the bullet. You could use that on you and on her, but they're like these little tiny vibrators. They look like bullets. And you can, you know, put those inside of you and have them vibrate. So it's like a little tiny, cute uh, sex toy that you can use. Bullet, bullet. Okay, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell me what else. I want to know what you guys have used already. (laughs) Um, Pretty much just the basic dildos, like the double-ended dildos, um, the regular vibrator. Pretty much just the base base stuff you find at your local sex shop. Okay, so you want to move things up a notch. Pretty much. Yes. Do you guys do any type of um, sadomasochism or any type of fetish and dress ups or anything like that? No, not into that. Did some uh, Karma Sutra type thing, but mm-hmm. no, no role play or no fetishes. Well, you guys should try to move into that. And maybe what about handcuffs or tying mm-hmm. her up or tying you blindfolds? Like, little simple like things like that. The blindfold, yes. yes. And then using okay. like a feather. Very much, yes. All right. Sounds like y'all are kind of advanced. So you know what I recommend? Going to one of those sex toy shops and actually Mm -hmm. seeing what they have there. And they have a lot of experts in the store that can walk you through some things. And that can be really fun, too, for y'all to go in together and try some new things. Okay. We'll do that. 
that. Yeah, and, Thank you much. and I was, and a lot of people are trying this whole glory hole thing right now too. So you could try that. No, 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 no. That's that's so dangerous. <laughs> no, I mean y'all do it with each other at home, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, we'll look not with that. a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have some fun. Always. All right. That's ask you. See, we can answer your questions about anything, and there is no shame in anything you have to say. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, can you uh, take us on Bluetooth for speaker, please? Yes, sir, absolutely. What's your question for you, bro? Good morning, Breakfast Club. Uh, so yeah, uh, my question is: so just recently, I'm in a relationship with this uh, with this with this beautiful woman. She's cu- currently going through a divorce right now, and she was raped by her soon-to-be ex-husband. So I, I was very angry. She, did, I tried to get her to go to the cops. Um, she didn't want to do it. So I'm trying to figure out what should I do, how should I feel. Okay, so I understand. So you said she was raped by her soon-to-be ex-husband. You want her to go to the police to report this. And she's not willing to do that right now. And, you know, that's a a difficult decision. Again, it is her decision. But what you can do is be as supportive as possible. I think uh, you should encourage her to talk to someone like a therapist or a sexual assault um, counselor. I know they have the National Sexual Assault Hotline. That number is 800-656-HOPE if she wants to speak to someone and that way she can have a record of it because the worst thing you want to do is not be able to bring this up later if she should change her mind but I do think speaking to a counselor or a therapist will help her understand that it is in no way her fault because she might be having uh, some feelings a lot of times when things happen you think about what could I have done differently is this my fault how could this have been prevented did I put myself in a bad situation am I going to ruin his life if they have kids together women think about all of those things and a therapist might help her to see things from a different point of view and understand that it was in no way at all her fault and another thing you should encourage her to do is write everything down that way she can remember every single detail in case there's an instance where she does decide that she wants to go to the police or report this she'll have all of that information but speaking to a counselor speaking to a therapist that can help her see things who's an expert from a different point of view I think would be one of the most helpful things you can do because again you want to be there to support and comfort her you want her to be able to trust you but you don't want to make right. her feel ashamed or have any type of judgment on whatever her decision is gotcha and I I, uh, I try to suggest some of those things to her but I think that the problem arose where uh, she didn't want to be victimized or be a victim, and it was kind of hard for her to even grasp the concept of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we had the conversation, it was kind of like she she was kind of in denial. Right. So, um, that's that's a problem that we were running into. But and she she's a survivor. And she's a survivor. We like to say survivor. So not a victim, but she survived this, and we want right. her to continue to thrive and to actually deal with whatever she might be feeling with that. And that might be something that she needs to talk to somebody about. Again, if right now she's not ready to go to the police, I would encourage her to to speak to someone. And even you can call, right? Because then they might be able to give you the tools that you would need to be able to talk to your girlfriend to better be able to help her because that's a traumatic experience. You don't even know how this might affect her later, but you want her to be able to have whatever options available to her in case she needs those. Okay. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Uh, I left me all every morning, but thank you again so much. 
All right. Thank you. And we commend you and appreciate you for being such a support to your girlfriend at a time like this. Absolutely. Gotta be. Okay. Y'all have a good day. You too. Ask ye. Ooh, that's okay. tough. All right. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Now imagine that your house is so huge you didn't even know you had a tennis court until quarantine. We'll tell you who had this issue. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee be looking so disgusted. (laughs) She be like, I'm trying to kiss already. (laughs) It's awkward. There's just too much tension in here. (laughs) Right. Y'all good? Yes. Oh. <laughs> All I know is I just be trying to do my work Me and too. then Charlamagne's like, have you ever had a penis that was so big? That's not what I, that's, no, that's, he, that, that's he just did. a lot of content. He, walk, he walked right that? in there, he walked right in here and said, you know, no. you ever had a penis so big in your face that you just got to tell a guy, that's just leave, happened. just that's leave. You didn't say that? I told y'all a story about a guy who caught, who caught his girl cheating on said. him. Yeah. And when the guy, he said when the guy jumped up, his penis was down to his ankles and he was like, man, just leave, man. Just get out of my house. That's what I say. Uh, but when I'm doing work, all I heard you come in the room was say, "Have you ever had a guy whose penis so Not big?" True. You know? That's true. <laughs> That's what you said when you came in the first time. You came in, she wasn't there. The second time, you just said, oh, "I'm no. like, all right, let me okay, get back God. to work." So let's talk about Ludacris. <laughs> He was talking to Ellen on The Ellen Show, and he was talking about not even knowing all the things that he had on his property. He has 22 acres of land, and he's not there a lot, and he's been finding things on his home. So because of quarantine, this is probably the best property to quarantine at besides your house. Of course, I have like 22 acres of land. Um, You know, I'm so used to traveling and never being here, so I'm finally able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. I'm finding things in my home and on my property that I never even knew were there. I actually have a tennis court, if you could believe it or not. I didn't even know that this was on this property. Uh, Tree houses, um, saunas that I'm finding. I believe it now. Yeah. And at first you said it was cat. I thought it was you cat did. too. You were like, know. he's lying. I know who it was. <laughs> he said cat. But, Lu- but Ludacris bought a, uh, he, I know he has a huge property with a bunch of acres, <laughs> so it makes sense now. Yeah. And shout out to Ludacris. He's definitely going to have a car in the uh, Carcella car show. That's later. what MB oh, remembered. That's why, yeah. yeah that's what he that's remembered. That's why he's uh, yeah. back. <laughs> First it was Cap. Now it's, oh, I forgot he got a car in the car show. No, but like <laughs> Ludacris, I can see that happen too. Boosie is another person that he has a lot of acres. He just bought more acres that you can see. Like, damn, I didn't know that was on his property. Two Chains is another one that has a lot of acres. So I can see that was with, yeah with in some Brooklyn in my brownstone I'm finding things I never knew existed. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> what did you find? I need to hear <laughs> a mouse, cockroach, grass. Damn, Envy, that's what you wow. think of Brooklyn brownstones. Wow. That we have. I've never had a mouse in my house. Wow, that's that a lie. is awful. That, that is was, cat. I have never had a mouse in my house. You ain't saying nothing about them roaches though. <laughs> we have had a couple roaches. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but I do have an exterminator that comes quarterly. <laughs> Can't help it. All but right. all I'm saying is yes. There's things I've discovered in my brownstone. All right. Now, Ebony K. Williams is talking to uh, the Jasmine brand, and she's talking about people being really critical of her and the race conversations that she's been having on the show and the editing. Here's what she had to say about editing on Real Housewives of New York. She's the only black woman on Real Housewives of New York ever in that franchise. You know, I have to say to the editor's credit, so far, it has been a very accurate depiction. They have not cut anything that I would deem essential. Now, obviously the conversation where 
the next episode we're all sitting in the circle in Ramona's and we're going through why it is unacceptable to call a black woman angry and all of that. A lot was cut from that. And some of what was cut was a conversation we had around white fragility. So, you know, it was, it was much more productive than the edit show because we talked for longer. Right. I'm sure they couldn't show all that. I've, I actually watched that episode where she was talking about her white fragility and they were mad at uh, Ebony K. Williams. They were having a conversation. And whenever Ebony K. K. Williams raises her voice a little bit, she's an angry black woman. But if other people do it, it's no issue. Mm. All right. Now, here's what she had to say about people who thinks that she brings up a race too much on the show. Not my problem. This is my work. So it's not that any other black woman would do it like I do it. And by all means, I invite other black women to join this platform. I am in active recruitment of it. And I don't know if I'll be back for another season. I don't know if I'll be invited and I don't know if I'll accept it. They were allowed to have an all white, pretty ridiculous show for 12 years. But now I'm here. And listen, I'm not the one bringing these issues up. The, the only thing I do bring up a lot is black excellence. I mean, it's hard not to bring up race on the show when you're the only black woman on the show. And if you know Ebony, that's who she is. You know, she's a black woman. She's a attorney who shows up as her unapologetically black self at all times. I don't think that most of them, except for Leah, even really know black people. I can, I can totally see that. And there's one woman on the show, though. I guess she used to work for, I don't know if she used to work for Puff or somebody, but... Uh, yeah, you got. She always it. sounds crazy. I know they had a, a, a conversation one time about race. She was like, "Yeah, I know black people. I worked for Puff." Yeah, yeah. Her. And Ebony was like, "No, you don't know black people because you work for Puff." Well, make sure you listen to the uh, Holden Court podcast with Ebony K. Williams and Dustin Ross on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes, and shout out to my boo Dustin too. I just saw him at the screening for Zola that we had. All right, now Scotty Pippen was on the Dan Lebitard show, and he was talking about Michael Jordan cheating to win bets. You know he's highly competitive. Everybody talks about that, and they say there's some instances where he allegedly cheated to win some random prop bets. Here is what Scotty Pippen had to say. He would get the bag attendants at the airline. He would pay them so his bag would come out first, and he would win money from suckers who didn't know he was doing that. I'm gonna go against that and say Michael Jordan had his own beautiful bags. At this time, we didn't have team bags. So when you saw a bag come off and it had a jump man on it, I'm sure for the guys working at the airport, that was the first bag that they grabbed. So he had an advantage, but I don't think it was something that he intentionally did. But I will say that he cheated on a few of his bets. He would bet on things like whose bag would come out first. That's hilarious. That's a competitive That's that, had, yo, that, yo, hilarious. that has to be exhausting being around somebody like that all the time. They're mm-hmm. that competitive? Yo, that is I'm funny. a competitive person, but God dang, on whose bag comes out That's first? hilarious. Yeah, so imagine that you just bet on everything. If I could place some bets on what's going to happen in here with you and Envy one day. Hmm? And I mean, you got too much money, too. Because you just got money to do whatever, just whatever. It's yeah, just like whatever. And, and, and by the way, some of these people really do burn their money nowadays. He's like, nah, let me just make a bet. Is that an addiction? Yes. A gambling, gambling addiction? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And it doesn't matter if you cheat while gambling. Because it's gambling. Mm. See, it's, it's, it's right. no, it's no honor amongst thieves, right? So they're already gambling. Gambling is not being a, a thief. It's not a, it's not yeah, you can do law. some. You can it's not against yeah. the law, but it's like it, it can become a, an addiction. That's a bad habit, right? So it's like okay. I'll cheat at it to win. No, does it matter? Yes, it does matter. It's oh, like cheating yeah. at a casino. You can't do that. But you would. All they right. cheated that woman in Detroit <laughs> out of eleven million dollars. They cheating, did. so why can't she cheat? All right, and lastly, I just want to shout out to. Um, 
I just want to shout out to iHeartRadio's Black Music Month sessions presented by Carol's Daughter. We've been teaming up with uh, Carol's Daughter and we're featuring a performance by Justine Skye and a conversation. We did a little sit-down conversation as well on the joys, strengths, and the challenges of being a black woman in the music industry today. So you can go ahead and check that out on iHeartRadio's YouTube and Facebook channels. That's going to be actually airing today at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be on for seven days on video on demand. So shout out to Justine Skye. She's a beautiful black goddess. She's performing. We're mm-hmm. doing that q and I'm actually going to go to her listening session that she's having tonight for her new album. You know, Timbaland produced the album. So shout okay. out to Justine Skye. All right. And that is your rumor report. I'm actually really interested to hear that album because mm-hmm. I think Justine Skye is super talented. And, you know, Timbaland is one of the greatest producers of all time in any musical genre. Yeah. Well, you'll really enjoy it. I got to hear a few of the songs already. So make mm. sure y'all... I think Justin Timberlake is on a song too. Okay. Mm. All right. Also, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the mix is up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. Now shout to Mary J. Blige for joining us this morning. Her Majesty, the icon living. Mm-hmm. We tell you love something. some Mary J. Blige, and you know she's a Capricorn, so I love that about her. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Mary J. Blige, like it's just certain people that have provided the soundtrack to our lives in such a such a divine, unique way that they don't even understand the importance they have to us. So it's kind of hard to act normal around Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know I'll be I mean? handing out every single time I see her. It's I'm hard not like to. like a, a groupie. It's okay. I don't mind that. And, 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 and I've never seen Mary not look like Mary. Absolutely. She looks good. Like I'm not, I'm I, When I was watching the documentary, I was like, Mary is beautiful. Like From she, when she was young, yes. with no makeup on, to what she looks like today, a that's big consistent. Old, She's never looked off. There's a big old star presence. Like, that's right. It's divine. Like, yeah, salute to the queen, Mary J. Shout to Mary. Shout to Shauna. Shout to her own, her whole team, Nicole, and and everybody over there. That documentary is amazing. My okay, life. You guys to see it. Yes, and I also want to shout out to Justine Skye. You know, iHeartRadio, it's Black Music Month, and we're doing these Black Music Month sessions presented by Carol's Daughter. So make sure y'all check it out. That's going to be on tonight. She's going to be doing a performance. Also, she has a conversation with me. We're talking about the joys, strengths, and the challenges of being a black woman in the music industry today. Again, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's available for seven days on video on demand. It's on iHeartRadio's YouTube and Facebook channels. So you definitely don't want to miss this. Make sure you see the black goddess, Justine Skye. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Gee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I just want to send uh, some positive energy and condolences and uh, to people out in Florida, Miami, uh, that uh condo building are partially collapsed in I Miami. I saw that. Right 12 stories. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to send some 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 love and some some healing energy. I know they're still pulling people out now. Half of the building uh, started to collapse. So Did people die? Yeah. One person died so far. Mm. One person died. And that so. happened this morning at like 2 a.m. So mm-hmm. that's really tragic. We are praying for everybody. I think that's right on the strip, right on Collins. So yeah. So just definitely praying for everybody. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. It's a simple one. It's an oldie but goodie. If you surround yourself with clowns, don't be surprised when your life resembles a circus. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 